0: Hello, guys, and we are back. The boys to men adventure. My name is Francis, and you will—you uh, will definitely be hearing me as Vito as well. But my name
1: is Francis. Uh, this is Oscar. How's everyone doing?
2: Hi, this is Anderson live from Boston, and they are live from
1: from Vegas, baby. Yep. All right. First thing first. Uh, new podcast intro song. What do you guys think? Made all in-house by Vito's brother, actually. Uh, Raleigh, we're going to give a shout-out to him. Great guitar player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great great uh, computer yeah. scientist. Great guy. And he's single. And he's single. any single. But going yeah, forward, honestly, we're going to try bro. to make everything in this podcast all in-house and all genuine. Nothing outsourced. Yeah, I think genuine. it'll look really, really cool for the future. Um, yeah. yeah, but today... Genuine, Today, we kind of want to talk about values. So, you ever stop and think about yourself or maybe your group and just kind of ask, you know, what are the main values that pervade the group? What what kind of principles do you live by? Or, you know, what what different qualities do you accept and which ones do you reject? Um, these are really important questions. And I think if sometimes it's important to stop and think to yourself, You know, what are these values? So, Vito and Anderson, for us, what do you think these values
2: are? Well, I guess I'd start off with a question. Why do you think these values are important? Why do you think knowing specifically what values are important to you, You why does that matter?
1: um, You know, the main thing is we live day-to-day life not even really thinking about these values. And that's the thing. Like sometimes there's things you acquire, certain traits you acquire from people, from your experiences, and these accumulate over time. But if you never stop and reflect on these values and these qualities that you learn, then you just always ride the flow and you never you never be able to kind of think and reform or transform what you think your values might be or even try to change your value mm-hmm. spectrum. And so if, when you think about what your values are and when you learn more about them, you have this reflective nature that's just so valuable for yourself, for your growth, you know, for your mentality. And that's why it's important. Yeah. Um, to piggy- piggyback
0: off that, I feel like it is super important because like you said, you sometimes you can get lost in the flow. And I feel like when you... A lot of times your values are gonna get challenged, and I think if you start to forget your values, then you could go down like a deep hole of, of like I feel like it could even lead to like depression maybe. Like in our group sense, because I feel like our values as a group, number one right off the bat is positivity, and, um, and I feel like if what like some people could get lost and get too stressed out with like work or with school and all that stuff and start to lose that positivity. And I feel like if you could just figure out a way to just stop and collect yourself and think about what has brought you to where you are now and that value of positivity, that it could definitely bring you back up and bring you out of that hole, you know?
1: Yeah, Yeah. no, I 100% agree.
2: Yeah, I agree with you as well. So
1: now, Anderson, why did you ask that question?
2: Um, I think it's important to understand where your values come from and what specifically are your values because it's exactly what you were saying. It allows you to gain perspective and gain awareness of other values and how you can perhaps adopt other values into your own value system or how you can reform and change certain things because what happens is i feel like oftentimes people are very gung-ho whoa whoa what, is, what does that mean can someone tell can you tell me what that means gung-ho you know <laughs> like super super in it um i wouldn't i wouldn't say it have a lot of zeal i think that's the wrong word but Um, Super gung-ho As in You're very about something You're very about something Like passionate
0: about it Or like uh, Or just Not necessarily
2: passionate You're just super uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I'm not really quite sure It's Like you're very You're very stuck to the idea Or you're very You're very Passionate is like along the lines But it's not Uh necessarily Mm, I think I know
1: what you mean Like passionate is more so That you want to Whereas gung-ho, has it called, gung-ho?
2: Yeah, gung-ho, you know, you never <laughs> t- besides the point, I feel like people Wait, are...
1: do we have to restart? Ugh. It's fucking recording.
0: We could just edit out whatever the fuck we had to say. Yeah, fuck it. Just what's gung-ho, man? Just tell me what the fuck gung-ho is.
2: You know, let's just look it up.
0: Well, I like feel you like you what you said in context, on. you said, well, gung-ho and
2: something about the police... Unthinkingly enthusiastic and eager, especially about taking part in fighting or warfare. Oh, okay. Overzealous. Oh, I was right. Overzealous. Zeal. Overzealous. Well, that's what I, I was
1: gonna say. Disciplined.
2: Wait, no, disciplined? It's <laughs> no, it's not disciplined. Passion, yeah.
1: passionate? Oh, awesome. it's, right.
2: it's not
0: it's not passionate, passionate. it's not passion, it's not
2: passionate. Yeah. Overzealous, enthusiastic. Okay. Yeah. He's gung-ho about it, you know? Is this, is
0: this what kind of talk is it? Like, what kind of lingo is gung-ho? It's an English term. Is it actually? Yes. No way. No freaking there's, way. There's no way. Is that an East Side thing? Are you, like, becoming more Eastside? No, East Side? I literally, dude, I learned this for so long. <laughs> How the fuck do you guys not know this? What the fuck? Gung-ho, never heard you of it. You guys seriously never heard that term? Nope. Nope. Bro, but keep so going fu- with what you were saying about gung-ho. Oh,
2: shit, man. That's fucking weird. Um, wait, are we recording right now? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shit.
0: <you> know <laughs> why? <I said laughs> why did you say that? I said we were. I said it. we were from the
1: beginning. Oh, fuck. I thought Green, that was a funny little... I don't, honestly don't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> All right, me too. What well, was gung-ho?
0: <laughs> just keep going. Just keep talking. We just keep talking. It doesn't matter... If they like, we can always cut out that we're recording or like we say we're recording or not. Maybe we
2: just leave it in, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, it just, but it doesn't matter. Just, what were you saying about values and then gung ho about something?
2: It's just gung ho about people's, fuck it, dude. I don't know. <laughs> just people are gung ho about their own belief systems and, okay, you know, pe- people need perspective. And sometimes <clears throat> if you don't even know where they come from, where your belief systems or your values come from or what they are, then you can't even begin to think of adopting someone else's. That's all I'm trying to say.
1: Um, <laughs> that's actually a really good point.
2: Hmm. Um, but it's exactly what you were saying already, Oz. That's all I was just saying, Oz agree. That is
0: going off what you're saying.
2: And I also agree with you, Vito, that if you don't know what your values are. Then it's quite easy to lose your identity, because, as a matter of fact, our belief systems and our value systems really play an important role in dictating our character. Yes. Um, now how the, I how I feel these systems are created is largely through the environment. And. Mhm. You know, the way you're raised, the way you grew up, the location, the climate, the culture, the country, everything. I think that plays a huge part in developing your value systems and belief systems. But it's not to say that it can't be altered. Right. And that's why I really enjoy traveling. Yes. Because I believe traveling allows an individual to gain a larger perspective of the greater community and what I mean by the greater community, I mean the world Mm -hmm. I mean the community of human beings and the different lifestyles and perspectives each individual human being may have and when it's when you're born into a country, especially the U.S. state, the United States of America.
0: Beautiful country. A beautiful America. country, indeed. Yeah. America.
2: America is a beautiful country. And it's beautiful in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful because of the varying vast landscapes it has, right? We have everything down from, you know, desert plains to, you know crazy forests, mountains, that just houses yeah we just, got everything we got everything uh, here really really we have almost everything um it's really easy to get trapped and not necessarily trapped but it's easy to not venture far out from the country now there's different you know there's definitely differing differing cultures and environments within the united states yes. right like if you take las vegas culture versus new orleans mm-hmm. it's a completely different place but in the end it's still bounded it's the cultures are still bounded by a a country a, a yeah. nationalistic kind of culture i right?
0: i see what you're saying i have i completely understand what you're saying but i i think like i was just thinking about it that I think, sorry to interrupt, by the way, but I think no, that that traveling, like, I, I think what you what you want to say, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is that when you travel outside the country, you'll get completely new perspective on everything because they're not Americans and you won't get an, like, quote-unquote American perspective on stuff, on, like, values. Do you, Is
2: that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, it's, it's pretty along the lines. And I was... Um, Okay, keep going, keep going. Yeah, no, yeah, no, you keep going.
0: And I was I was thinking that, um, because I I want to travel around the world. Like that's that's one of my goals because of those reasons. I want to see other people's values that aren't Americans. Mm-hmm. But then I was also thinking that I feel like traveling within America itself is like I feel like kind of underrated because of this thing that we like this quote unquote American val like asp- like viewpoint.
1: You know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Because I can see that. Mm-hmm. No, I can see that. I can see that a lot.
1: I was about to say, um, taking it outside of a macro view, more into the micro view. Dude, in between states and in between even districts and, and cities in cities in the United States, you meet so much different cultures, and exactly. it's so crazy. But you're not wrong, Anderson. There's a unifying American culture, mm. but that culture is so broad. And in order to make a U.S. culture, it has to be broad because that's encompassing so much people. If you bring it down to a more interesting level, like the the micro level between districts and between people, between groups, it's so much more interesting. Very. Like, for example, just in Las Vegas, um, we can divide Las Vegas into, like, South Las Vegas, North Las Vegas, East Las Vegas, um, the Strip, uh, different groups between those different areas. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy. That each one has has different values.
2: Exactly. No, I 100% I hundred percent agree. Right. And that's why I tried to preface, um, you know, the aspect that, you know, within the country, there's uh-huh. different mm-hmm. cultures. Yeah, for around. sure. I wasn't you trying know? to disagree. You're yeah. just yes. saying. No, yeah, no I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that. And I do. I just think that in terms of a complete new environment, because I'm I'm a fond believer of uncomfortability. Yes. I truly believe that people grow when they struggle. If you're handed something to you, you don't grow nearly mm. as much, if any. Um, it's like the, I, um,
0: I, it never tastes as sweet until you taste the bitter.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Something, something yeah. like that. Like you're, you, know, you don't know the ups unless you've been mm-hmm. down. Um, and I, I, I'm just from my past experience, you know, going to completely different countries where they speak a whole different language where, you know, it's, it's just different, man. It's a whole new fucking world out there. And that's, that's what I, what I think, what I'm trying to convey, I guess, if there's something, I guess some takeaway from what I'm trying to say is I think that you can truly accelerate the process of developing and expanding a perspective by transferring your mind, body, and soul to a completely different place. Now, that doesn't take away any credit from going to a, let's say, from Las Vegas to New Orleans, right? Yes. Because in New Orleans, it's an immense amount of culture. Let's And by the way, New Orleans is one of my top, most desired places to travel to within the U.S. by far, if not the top of my list and because of that reason because of the birth of jazz there and the the such you know crazy fusion of cultures there you know and it's imbued into their few their food and their music and mm-hmm. everything all about it so the, you know it doesn't take anyone any credit from that but just transferring yourself to a whole different world where their value systems may be the complete opposite I think that can really provide some yeah, perspective. And um, like when I think about the modern-day political climate, I think about the, the raging conflict between America and China. And I started really thinking about why is it that it's so hard to come to an agreement between the two superpowers and i think i think back to when to a discussion i had with my father actually and now i'm not that i'm not that close with my father and he doesn't really talk much but i do remember him talking uh, briefly about women, uh-huh. right and i remember he told me something he said that he said that being with the woman that is of a different culture will always r- result in an unhappy relationship. Now he didn't huh. say exactly that way. He didn't say exactly that way, but he said he, he really attributed a lot of his mishaps with, you know, his previous wives with a difference in culture. I think it's- Now I don't necessarily agree with that, but I think it, Shed some light as to why certain conflicts arise.
0: Yes, culture for sure, definitely plays a role. But going back to what your father said, sorry, I don't want to put like some mm-hmm. bad. But I don't, I don't know if it's culture. I think culture and values are very um, like intermingled with each other. I feel like those two words mm-hmm. go very hand in hand with each other. But I all I. Do you see what he's saying with that? I feel like you can't. It's really hard to have a good relationship with someone else who has different values than you do, especially if you're like living with them or, um, like in a, like in a, married to that person. I feel like it just it just leads to a lot of conflict, and I feel like you have to find someone who. Has some different values, but also shares some values. I feel like there's a sweet spot that you need to find because when someone does have differing values than you do, you can almost, you can honestly 100% learn from what that person has to say because you see a whole new perspective on life in general.
1: Yeah, dude. I think relationships are so difficult (laughs) (laughs) because there's there's things like that where people say where people that are more similar in what they like and you know in their culture and stuff are more likely to get together mm-hmm. but at the same time they say opposites attract and you need to have polarizing personalities for a tr- for a couple to be pretty successful yeah right remember that book you used to read Anderson that or I mean, you told me about this book where i talked about uh, something about relationships and how the best relationship would be one where the polarization of their personalities is opposite do you remember that book?
2: Huh. I don't remember this book. And it talks about <laughs> how um, uh, Do you mean the book of was it man? It has something to do with the man, the power of man or something? I think so. I don't I don't remember and it talks ever about dominant something about one poetry. has to
1: be dominant, one has to be
2: Okay, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, we're talking You're talking about No, the book. I think, you're right. I think the, you're right. The man book. Um, but the thing was it wasn't necessarily that one had to be dominant and one had to be the dominated. Yeah. No. I remember, And I remember having this discussion with you because I always thought there was a misunderstanding. Right. What they were saying was that there's a level. There's a level of dominance. There's a level of mm-hmm. uh, being dominated. What is that called? Uh, um, being subservient? dominated. No, know. it's... Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, being like us, yeah. Something starts with an S. That's either, way, either way, submissive, 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 submissive. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. One being dominant. There's a level of being dominant and there's a level of being submissive. But what the book was saying is that it doesn't necessarily mean that they're polarized. They could be a very in in the middle relationship mm-hmm. where you know they could be exactly even, and the relationship could balance out like that. You know, yeah, and so I think there's a misunderstanding that there, that there, you know, there's one person who is always more dominant in the relationship and one person who's more submissive. I don't think that's, I don't, and I personally don't believe that, and I don't think that's what the book was trying to say. Uh-huh. But going, continuing off of what you were saying, I, I do think that it's interesting, Vito, that people with different values and are in a relationship can really help provide perspective with one another yes but i also do believe that people with different values it's very hard to be in a relationship with because thing is if you guys both believe in different things in terms of values then it makes going about your daily lives very hard without trying to in a way trying to Conform the other person to your value system, or trying to maybe prove why your value system is see is uh, is better. Or see, something. why
0: do you have to why do you have to prove that? Like, why why can't you just coexist with another person's values? Like, and I, live in f- try to find a way to live in harmony with those person with those people.
2: Yeah, you know, I think there's definitely a, like a level. There's a, like a sweet
0: spot. There has to be a sweet right. spot
2: because yeah because i think if you have such differing values such as let's say one person is really altruistic and then the other person is completely selfish yeah. and only regard and only has regards to themselves and their maybe their family their close family i think there could be there's just too much difference mm-hmm. in the way that they live and the things that they believe in to stay together but i think you're right that on the spectrum that there's probably a sp- sweet spot and where there's enough similarity and yet enough difference yeah. to provide some perspective, and also live in harmony.
0: Yeah, I think that like if you have the values that are such on an extreme, like selfishness and altruism, um, I think if they're on extremes, then obviously I don't think you're gonna be good for each other in the anyways. Like it doesn't even matter. Like it's just too much, too much effort to try and change them or to like live with someone who has completely different values than you. Mm-hmm. You know?
2: Mm-hmm. I also agree what you said too, is that value systems and culture very, very, very different, mm-hmm. right? Now, it doesn't mean that culture doesn't affect value systems. I think they do, you know, they are co-dependent in a way. I think cultures develop value systems um, and belief systems. But you know, I don't think necessarily culture is a value yeah. system. Um. So I I think it is important to distinguish the two.
0: Yep. And going back on um. I was just I just also thought about like why why people travel outside of the U.S. and why I feel like when you travel outside the U.S. I feel like it's easier to to. Um, put into perspective other people's values compared to traveling in the US because when you travel out of it you are in a much more vulnerable state
2: does that make sense
0: do you think so do you think i'm right or do you think it's wrong can you repeat traveling
1: outside of your comfort zone like makes you behave a different way Is no i no
0: like traveling i feel like it's easier to like to really understand someone else's values when you travel to, let's say, like Thailand, right? You travel to Thailand versus us traveling to New Orleans, right? Um, I feel like it's easier to underst- to really get involved in that person's, in the Thai person's culture because in Thailand, it's, you're in a completely vulnerable mm. state because you don't understand like any, they don't like speak your language. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. completely different from what you're used to. Yeah. But if you go to like New Orleans for us, we still share some of, some of their ways of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not mm-hmm. as vulnerable as we are as in we when we're in Thai, Thailand. Dude, that's
1: a really good. You point. know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. that's actually probably a real thing. I'm no, actually, it, I, I'm I, absolutely I, sure it's a real no, thing.
2: it is. You know, it's so funny because um, it's exactly I I talked about this with um a lot of my advisors actually. When you travel, it's really it's really common to let's let's say, I'll give the example of this when you transfer schools, for example, mm-hmm. right? Oftentimes, people will try to go to a new school, and you know, because they're it's a completely different environment, new people, and they don't know anyone. They'll usually try to reinvent themselves. Yeah, right. Well, I'm not gonna be this like I was in the past. I'm gonna be a new person, and people are gonna know me as this person, right? It's a very similar thing when you're traveling, actually. And um, it's it's a very similar thing in traveling, and it's easy to open yourself up to these new experiences. So I think you really touched on something that's pretty key and pretty pretty apparent in my travels. Um, And I don't know how much it's apparent in other people's travels, but I know for sure it's apparent in my travels. And in fact, it was one of the Mm -hmm. one of the challenges I tried to overcome when I was traveling in Australia, because. I felt like it was really easy for me to not work out and not eat healthy because I was in a new environment. And this sense of being overwhelmed by this novelty and everything made it so that it gave me an excuse to kind of cheat myself in a way. Uh And in order to combat this, I really had to dig deep and I really had to think about who I wanted to be independent of the environment and mm-hmm. through that i was able to start realizing especially as i was backpacking that what i wanted to eat was needed needed to be nutritious and beneficial to me and also taste good and i needed to work out so i could stay fit stay healthy and i needed to you know be productive and the all these different things came through this traveling because I, I, it's exactly what you said Vito is that you really are more malleable when you go to a new environment Mm -hmm. and you're more open to accepting these new things and, and seeing these new ways of life which is good in the sense of you know gaining perspective and and you know seeing different walks of life it's great for that and if you're aware of that and let that come through then that's amazing but it's also not great it's not as great if you're trying to, you know, stick to a routine. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, and maintain like this level of, let's say, productivity. If you're going to like a new environment, because then you just get in, like this travel mode. So you, you just lose
0: saying? your. You basically just like lose your values. That would be kind of like what you're
2: saying. I don't. I not I don't know if you necessarily lose your values just, per se. I think you more so lose your routine, and then your uh-huh. behavior changes. Um, and maybe you do and at, at, at some level, at some degree, but I don't think in essence you wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. lose your entire value system.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's really cool. I never thought of it that way. Um, but it sounds like when you go to a new place, you're, you have that dynamic where you have to choose some values that you want to keep and then others that you want to accept and you're just constantly altering and changing those values to adapt to the new location you're yeah. in or whatever new environment you're in. I think that's pretty true of humans in general. Like we do that all the time. Yeah. We are always adapting the values. It's hard to actually perceive it. And that's why going back to actually to the very beginning of this discussion, why did you ask me, like why is it important to, to talk about your values and to like actually, actually give some true definition of what your value is, is because you have to keep track of what's important and you can also make sure that what's important is always kept. And there's always times where your values will change. But having a good track of that is super, super duper important. Like I know for example, just in daily life, we may have perceptions of ourselves and that changes based on what you do. Definitely. Like I might think I'm a really good person, but some one day I might just do something really shitty. And when I do something like that, I question like, wow, what is my value? Like, is that what it really is? Do I have to change it? Do I have to adapt it? I mean, that's something that I've thought about recently. You know, like I always perceived myself to be a specific type of person. And then Mm -hmm. from day to day, I'll do things that, you know, may change that perception. And it's so hard to think about it. And it's so hard. And, um, you know, it's just yeah. really good to reflect on that day to day.
2: Yeah. Do you? Do, I'm gonna ask you. Do you? Do, do you consciously question that? Like, do you consciously question your your values? And be like, all right, this is my value. This I did this. Does that mean this isn't my value? Like, do you do that?
1: No, I do. Okay, so I have a perception of myself of what I think I do. Like, if I were to tell, if I were to describe myself, I have words to describe myself. But then other days I'll think about it and be like, okay, maybe that's not me because that's Uh not what I do all the time. And I think this is true for people that are always in the public limelight. They do one thing bad and they're kind of fucked. Yeah. You know? But in reality, that might not represent who they are, true nature. And that's kind of the same way on a personal level for me and probably for you guys as well. Yeah, definitely.
2: 100%. No, 100%. I couldn't agree with that more. I don't think that... You know, events and certain actions and behaviors necessarily define a person and who they are. And that's something I really had to learn, uh, especially with some of my family conflicts. And that's something I learned in actually while I was traveling is that how, how I needed to learn to forgive and really accept the humanity. And the fact is that we're all humans and we all make mistakes. Right. And they shouldn't be people shouldn't be mistake adverse as long as they grow from it and as long as they learn from it. Mm hmm. And looking back in my past life, I've made a shit ton of mistakes and I probably will continue to make mistakes. And, you know, I used to think that I feel like when you're kids or when you're young, you know, you, you really look up to your parents And your parents are almost these untouchable people, you know, they're super strong and they take care of you. And, but as you grow up, I think you start to realize that they're human too. They're human too. And people make mistakes. Yeah. And that's just the nature of life. Yeah. And I think you're right. You know, these, these value systems are important to us because they dictate how we're going to behave and how we perceive the world in a a sense and you know we are constantly doing micro adjustments and stuff but i do think that it's important to have core values that you stick to no matter what because there's a very famous quote right it's like what who are you if you have nothing to believe in it's something along the lines of that. I'm honestly <laughs> just I probably just butchered the that's whole That's you.
0: That's your quote. By and that's by Zhang. The quote by um, Zhang right there.
2: But yeah, I think I think I think it's really important to have something you believe in and have something you're passionate about and have a value system that you can articulate because, you know, yeah. the truth is everyone has value systems and they may not even know what they may are, what they may be until maybe a call to action is, is, is imposed. And then they're really, they're really left up to decide.
0: Yeah. That's why I was, why uh, that's why I, just to go off what you were saying when like in daily life, a lot of times, or not, I guess sometimes you'll find yourself going against your values. And when you actually really think about it, you do like go against your values and you do feel a little uncomfortable because of it, which is what I've learned recently is like cognitive dissonance, which is (laughs) kind of cool. Just a (laughs) psychology term, guys. Um, But I feel like that's why the whole point of this conversation is that's why we have to understand that you have to stay true to your values and you have to like really have like understand your values. So that when stuff like that does happen, when you do, like for some, like one reason, like you just have a bad day, you just don't want to talk to anybody and just kind of like a bitch one day. And, but you know, your values are like to be positive and to be open minded and to accept people. And you just have to make sure you, you really live by the, like you understand that those are your values so that you don't fall into the hole of you being a bitch and you, you know, you're not a bitch, you know? And by bitch, I don't mean like a little pussy. Like I mean like like a dick.
2: You know. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> like an asshole. Oh, yeah, like an asshole. He <laughs> <laughs> just said a lot of curse words in the last <laughs> like. You're not an asshole. <laughs>
0: just got, it makes you understand that you're not an asshole and that you do yeah. sh- as long as you like in the future you do strive to follow those values then I feel like you you'll be fine.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know um, what's that one video? Remember you showed that one video, video that uh, of Joe Rogan's quote. It's about be the, be the, be the character or be, be like the, the superhero.
0: Main. That I don't
2: know. Be the superhero of your own movie, right? Yeah. Be the hero of your own movie. Be the hero of your own movie. Like who do you want to be, right? Invi- and I, I, think that's really important. It's Like who do you want to be? Because you know what, you may not necessarily be that person right now, and that's okay. Because you can always become that person. And I think that's important, right? And that even pertains wow, to the value systems. true.
0: Definitely. So. That's why as long as you have those values and you have them like plaqued up against the wall and you know that those are what you strive to live for and you strive for that every day, some days you will have a mishap. But as long as you be that hero that you want to be, be that hero in your own movie, everything is going to be just fine.
1: Hmm. Okay, yeah. all right, so if we if everyone is heroes and there's no sidekicks, then who's going to play the role of the sidekicks? <laughs> who's going to play the role of the villain? <laughs> okay, no, like, uh, like actually though, you know? Uh-huh. I think it's really optimistic to say that. You know, be the hero of your own show. But if everyone does it, then no one can be a side character.
2: Well,
0: that's...
2: The, well.
0: I don't think it's I don't think that's the point of the yeah. No, I know, yeah.
2: I know I know I know. But I'm just I don't saying. Know. But I think what it is is that you know, if everyone does that, you ultimately come up with a better society. Because hmm, we'll end not. up being really? because I think why ends maybe up not, happening? Because there's
1: conflicting interest all the time.
2: But I yeah. feel
0: like, okay, I, I I don't think it's a necessarily society will be will be better, but I feel like you you
1: personally, individual
2: utility will definitely go up.
1: I was actually trying to say that individually, (laughs) working in your best interest may not be the best for society. This is like this game theory aspect of things. That's crazy. So maybe we have to rethink how we talk about things like that.
2: Yeah. I I think in the, con- <laughs> in the context of the hero of the movie, I think we're blowing a little bit more out of proportion. I think it's more so to really help yeah, inspire people. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I feel like people 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 can be really miserable sometimes and um people can be in the lowest ruts and be on think that they're on the lowest rung mm-hmm. and they think that there's no hope left. And I think it's really help uh, Being the hero of your own movie Or being the hero of your own show Really helps those people Helps everyone really to, to help try and aspire to be What they want to be And try and push themselves And the way Joe Rogan puts it in that video He's like, you know, imagine yourself As that fat dude sitting on the couch Of that movie, you know, in the beginning of a superhero movie And you're just looking at the TV Eating stuff in your face with Cheetos Or some shit And, you know then he goes through this crazy change and then you know becomes a superhero. You know, he's like, think about it as that way. Like you're and and the stage that you're at right now in life is that you're at that fat dude stage on the counter on on the couch with cheese balls stuffed, you know, on, on all over you and <laughs> just basically a giant with fat the crumbs. Cheeto. With all <laughs> <crumbs on laughs> the, the crumbs, crumbs on you. Yeah. Uh. You know, and Think about it as I a Nothing wrong with stage. Cheetos.
0: Fuck, I miss some fucking Cheetos. Yeah, there's
2: there's nothing wrong with Cheetos. But the point is there is something wrong with being that person, I think. No, honestly, yeah, there's something wrong <laughs> with that being that No, like <laughs> fuck that shit, bro. You should not you know the thing is with me, like, I will never let myself get to that point because it just defeats life, man. You know, I I genuinely feel like and this is a bold statement. I know I'm probably gonna get fucking smacked. Oh shit! By this. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. But, but all I'm saying is that you gotta get up and fucking move, man. And I know it's hard. And I know it's hard to just jump up and switch your whole life one day. And honestly, I didn't even do that. Like, and I'm not even saying that I'm at the fucking top of the pinnacle. All I know is that I know myself as a person who's striving to continue to grow and trying to develop as a person there to it become is. the best person I can become. It's and the
0: value that he lives by.
2: Yeah. And I, and I I genuinely believe that everyone has it in them to reach the fullest potential. I mean, the, that's what it is. Potential is potential, right? And yeah. I remember someone that. Um, in my work, actually. Hey,
1: you know, um, sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but I think that's a very privileged thing to say. I think that you can what? say that when you're in a good mental state of health, when everything is nice in your life, you don't have really crazy things to worry about, but it's just not that case for a lot of people. And I think it it's insulting to people that are going through mental depression. That's why you said it's
0: a bold fucking statement. Or
1: any other <laughs> reason why they can't do that. And they want to try, but they can't.
2: What do you mean by can't? They can't as in... Uh, give me an example of a person who can't reach their fullest potential.
1: Let's say or there's at least someone... at who
2: at least can't try.
1: Let's say there's someone who's just, you know, neurotically depressed. I don't think anyone wants to be depressed. I think there's an incentive in your mind every in every way to not be depressed. But dude, there's this mental state, neurological even possibly, that prevents you from reaching this. And if you say that someone can try to, if you say values like trying to be your best and they do try, like you can't do anything more because you're constantly in a state of depression and like self.
0: But there is, um, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. There is, there has been research showing that getting into routine, like having a routine has like been beneficial to those with depression. Just because as you keep doing something over and over, it it mm-hmm. builds on, on that.
1: Yeah, but that, I th- I agree. There's tons of research on, okay, gymming is really good if yeah. you're depressed. It makes you more happy. Like, doing routines is really good. Eating better is better. It makes you more healthy. But the thing is, I would say uh, people that are depressed know all of this, but they still don't do it. Like, yeah. not even for their fault themselves, but it's that, that underlying symptom that causes it. Like, that's what depression is. Like, I think we th- talk about it in a one direction way but it goes both ways.
2: Awesome. Why do you think people are depressed? I know it's a case by case basis. I could not say that because you. it's exactly that's, like that.
1: That's it's case okay, by yeah, case. Yeah. Know, there's yeah. There's a million so different ways.
2: Le- I can t- like, based off of what you just said, right? You know that there's a bunch of research saying that that all this stuff helps depression. Right? If people are willing to are really trying to get out of depression, people, most people will do that. Most people will try to do that. I don't think, I actually don't think that most people know that. I don't actually think that most people who are depressed know that these things will necessarily help them out. And I think that's why they don't do them. Now, I definitely think there are people who do know that and still don't do them. But I think for a majority of the people who are depressed, they simply just don't know. And in fact, I know people who are depressed. I, well, I don't know them personally, but there was this. Uh, documentary actually made by VICE and it was on microdosing and how it helped various subjects help relieve their depression right and one of these things was this this subject this is actually a really interesting case it was this lady who literally said that she tried everything she had gone to the brink of depression the most extreme point of depression where she has tried to kill herself many times and she tried everything did exactly what you're saying she tried all these different things Mm -hmm. to try and leave her depression until it led her to the point of where she heard about microdosing and she's like fuck it like i have nothing to lose so she tries it right Mm -hmm. this is the point i'm trying to get she tries everything she is trying and you're right there is an underlying symptom that may be preventing her from getting to you know from getting to her best potential. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is she's trying still, and she's trying to get to that best potential. And she's trying to relieve herself of that symptom. I think that's an important case to make. And eventually, through the microdosing, which is a whole other Mm -hmm. topic itself, psychedelics, she was able to cure her depression. And actually, in her story, it's really interesting. She talks about how, when she started doing microdosing, she she said that she didn't feel a difference at all. She's like, is this even working or anything? Blah, blah, blah. And she said one day in the morning, she was eating her breakfast and she just looked out the window just randomly and she just had this thought about, wow, like the colors of that leaf is really vibrant. It's
0: more beautiful.
2: Yes. And she said it was in that exact moment in time her depression was cured like that. Sounds like a pretty
1: cool case study, single person case study. (laughs) Also,
0: what I think- is that since we are all privileged enough to say that we don't have depression, the most we could do is try to facilitate those with depression to do something, Mm, rather than to tell them, like, try shit. We just Mm -hmm. have to be there to help those with depression and facilitate them the best way we can.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's actually the main point I was trying to take, was that it's easy to say things about yourself Mm -hmm. and to make yourself a better person, but it's a whole different thing to help someone else be a better person. And sometimes you just can't reach that place by yourself. So there's someone 100%. else that pulls you to that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to make the point, you know?
2: Yeah, no, I, I think you're 100% correct, dude. And I think that literally goes into influence and how to inspire action. Yep. Again, how do you inspire people to do something? And how do you influence people in a way that makes them want to do something?
1: Yep, and that is that is a value we should all live by. And that's going to be one of the biggest value lessons of the day. <laughs> I'm standing by it. Yep, and that's it.
2: Can you reiterate the value? Yes,
1: the value is it's important to be helpful in other – to help other people, help them reach their goals. This is a good value to have, to rely on each other and to support on each other. And this is really what I think will make society prosperous friendships and relationships just well off. I think it's a good value to live by. Don't you guys? Yeah, for sure. It's
2: great value to live by.
1: All right. Well, it's
2: a great value.
1: Thank you for joining us today, guys. It's a pleasure Uh, talking to y'all. Hope you guys enjoyed.
0: Hopefully the quality is good because we are in different states right now.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this is uh, Boston signing <laughs> out. Hey,
1: Las Vegas, out. Goodbye, Thank everyone. Have a good, good night. Bye.